Welcome to Pharma Talk Radio. I'm Andrew Goldstein. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Ubavka Denoble, Executive Vice President of Biotech Operations and Senior Medical Officer of Paracel Biotech, about what drug development during COVID taught us about focus, innovation, and leadership. So to start off, Dr. Denoble, can you introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Ubavka Denoble. I am part of drug development industry of approximately 30 years. My background is a medical background and I'm board certified in internal medicine. I'm working Paracel and I am part of this company for almost 11 years. What have you seen during the COVID pandemic in terms of clinical trial innovation? I think, you know, that this is a period that is hopefully behind us, but I never seen the intensity of transformation and innovation that I see today. I think that changes that we witnessed during this period, we can consider as being very dramatic. In our industry, before COVID pandemic struck, we talked about many aspects of the drug development and we realized that we can be more efficient and that we should improve the patient experience. But it was a lot of talk about this, but transformation to real life was relatively slow. The main reason probably was that we are a regulated industry, probably most regulated industry, and it always takes a lot of time before we implement certain changes. We talk about the decentralized clinical trials, we talk about patient centricity, we talk about study design and especially adaptive trial design and risk-based central monitoring, but it was in, in the way that it was mainly theoretical. And then things happen and then we were forced during a COVID to implement all these changes, to approach this in the rational way. And we actually implemented virtual trials that really caused disruption to traditional trials. Today, it is reality. And I really don't think that we will go back. I always remember one colleague that stated that I don't think that we are uh, putting toothpaste back in the tube. And I think that this is uh, the best uh, definition of transformation that we actually went through. And there is one additional aspect, and this is that if you don't go in this transformational space that we have today, you are going to get left behind. You mentioned decentralized clinical trials, you mentioned patient centricity and adaptive designs. What changes have been the most impactful and will continue to be the most impactful? I think that you have several categories of impactful changes, but I would like to start with the decentralized clinical trial. And I like to think that decentralized clinical trials pass the proof of concept test. And this is absolutely true. I think that this is reality. This is something that will be part of our life and drug development. And I also think that telemedicine 
home nursing, e-consent, centralized monitoring actually teach us that we can do certain things in quick and efficient way. And this is what's happened across the board. And when I think about clinical trials that my company executed in collaboration with Big Pharma in such efficient way, it is hard to believe that we deal with this traditional and slow trials. And I don't think that in some way rigid trials because we also demonstrated a lot of flexibility during this period. One thing that happened is that in addition to all this, we improve patient experience and we really try to improve patient diversity. And many data that we have today indicates that trials are much better executed regarding this aspect of the work. Patient centricity. This is something that I think is extremely important because this is why we do all this work. And we realize during this period that we have many interoperable platforms, that we have technology and solutions that will continue to emerge and they're emerging practically every single day and all this needs to be patient and side-facing. That's definitely a very important aspect. I think that we can incorporate now many options in trial protocols with flexible trial design and what is most important we can reduce burdens on patients and sites. And at the same time, we can minimize regulatory amendments. And we, all people that are in industry for so many years, understand how it was time consuming and how it was difficult and how it was complex. I'm not stating that today we don't have complexity, but we have efficiency and we have a speed that we didn't have before. And one aspect that we probably don't talk a lot about, but that this is extremely important, is that biometrics and biostatistics got more important. We are now in situation that we don't have direct uh, contact with patients, but we healthcare providers and people that are working in our industry need to communicate with patients and it's uh, happening via mobile devices. And this is why it is important that we have advanced biometrics and that we have a proper interaction and safeguard patient data and privacy. This is something that is happening every single day. I think that new data management platforms require more and better trained biostatistician and scientists. And any company running a trial with need uh, to have a really thorough preparation for uh, such reality. I think that companies that 
will be in situation uh, to have turnkey solution for risk-based monitoring and create monitoring where we will have a patient centricity and properly trained, educated and competent people will actually be in high demand. How can biotechs and CROs thrive in this new reality? What are next steps that they should be taking? This is deep. We need to be very transparent about it. We need to focus on trade. This is not easy. This is a probably most difficult. Then we need to innovate first and then to standardize. And I think that this is a tricky part because you have community that is definitely divided and people approach this aspect in different way. And of course, you know, when you are focusing on change, you need uh, to have a proper leadership and you need to lead with courage. When it comes to change in the industry, what is your advice? First, focus on change. And you need uh, to have first efficient remote data collection. That's going without saying. And just think about big picture. We need to have decentralized collection and interoperability of data. And I think that this way, the solution that will provide us with real time data collection and decentralized collection is going to be absolutely critical. Then I think that advanced in artificial intelligence and digital therapeutics are bringing exciting new possibilities to improve patient care and outcomes. But we need uh, to be real here. You know, we have many companies that finish automatization. We have many companies that are working on system integration. But we don't have a lot of companies that are using artificial intelligence. And I think that this is going to be very important step. But we don't need to forget one aspect. Artificial intelligence is going to be important. But to test certain hypotheses, you still need uh, to have a people that will make right hypothesis and then that through data you will obtain a clear answer and have relevant data that will help you to make decisions. And I think when we talk about changes, it takes a lot of people. And, uh, and in addition to people, you need to have a system. And uh, in order to have a system, you need to make investments. And we can see that some company hesitated to make this investment and probably they, their strategy was such that they wanted to see what, what is coming in industry and then they tried in some way to save money and not to invest and to weigh what's going to happen and what's going to be standard in, in industry. This is not probably some ideal way, but I think that investment that we made in innovation and interoperability is uh, worthy and that it will come back 
several times and help us be a leading force in industry. Change management that is coming together with this is uh, critical and probably the most difficult task that we have. Comprehensive change management is making waves and many people are not ready because you can always find that you have a pockets of or group of people that are resistant to change and we need to understand this and we need to help them to reset mindset. And uh, on the other side, being part of most regulated industry, we have long-standing traditional systems. We have SOPs that are sometimes so detailed that actually prevent uh, people to be fully compliant. And we need uh, to make sure uh, that we have, that we optimize this and that we open a new chapter and move forward with full understanding that we are doing something that is transformational and something that is going to help us uh, with more appropriate and more efficient drug uh, development. Investments of such nature are important and I think that every company understand that investing in data interoperability now will save money and time later. But what is most important, you need to make sure that your company and your people are in this transformational space, because if you are not in, you will not be able to compete on the market. So I wanted to circle back on something you said earlier in our conversation. You mentioned that people should be working on innovating first and then standardizing. Can you speak a little bit more about what you mean by that statement of innovating first, then standardizing? I think if you are reading articles and if you are dialogues and panels where you have discussion, there is a heavy emphasis of standardization of data systems and approach. And I want just to, want to clarify one aspect. Data interoperability doesn't mean standardization. And many people are mistaken about this. In a period of intensive transformation, standardization should not be the goal. In my opinion, this is misconception. Setting rules based on what's good today will not necessarily be good for tomorrow. And we are witnessing this every single day. Personally, I believe in people, and I believe that most uh, of the significant advances in drug development came from people and teams that did work that was not standard work. COVID is full proof of this. And I definitely think that innovation is about doing things in a new way that will generate value and improve people's life. I can use several examples, but let us 
just think about way how we communicated with a patient during COVID period. We know that one of the most important aspects of clinical trials are patient recruitment and retention. And then we need to know how do we reach patient population, how we do engage them through the course of the study. That's something that is absolutely critical and it is important in every single environment. But we also, as a company, we need to keep our culture alive and we need to adapt and we need to connect with patients despite the fact that we are doing work from home. I think that one of aspects that we experienced during this period is that not only that we, through innovation, boost recruitment and retention, but what is most important, we decrease patient and caregiver burden by engaging patients regularly. We have opportunity to interact with them during a, a trial. And it is extremely important for all clinical trials, but let us just think about cell and gene therapy trials or rare disease trials, where there may be only a few hundred patients worldwide. And this is absolutely priceless. I think that technology and connectivity are advancing every single day. And we need a culture of innovation to encourage new thinking on how we deliver the future efficiently and in compliant fashion. I think it is too early to standardize any one approach. Organization and company uh, that want to lead must instill a corporate culture that rewards creative approach and new ideas. And ideas... You're speaking about a lot of innovations. You're speaking about change management and effective change management specifically. So I'm wondering, can you share any examples of successful leadership during this time of innovation, of change? I will talk about this in the way we all uh, that are part of the industry and management teams across the industry, we understand the importance of leadership. But there is one dimension of leadership that is very important, and this is that we need to lead with courage. Every company has existing processes, has a lot of people, they are knowledgeable about this, but situation that we face and situation that is impacting drug development today, and especially during the COVID, was actually such that demanded the people and companies to go outside of their comfort zone. And you need to have both dimensions. It takes courage and leadership. Let us just think about a very sensitive phase of clinical trials, startup of the site. And we remember, and I'm not telling you that it was not nice, it was really nice that we had this face-to-face -face principal investigator meetings 
that you had opportunity to meet your principal investigators, clients that you are dealing with, people that will be integral part of activities. And then we had training session. Now we are conducting virtual training to clarify study design and reach consensus via PIs. And it gives us opportunity really to interact with them even more frequently if it is necessary. If we remove this uh, human di dimension and these elements where, that we like uh, about interaction, we can be very honest here and stated that this interaction, virtual training uh, and clarification of study design is much more efficient if we do virtual work. And a reason for this is that we can bring together all stakeholders participating in the trials regardless of location, facilitating decentralized data collection. And I think that response from people involved on industry side and response of people that are part of clinical trials is very positive. I think that initially unsettling in some way, but I think that in the future, it is going to be a sustainable solution. Implementation of a new ideas and new ways of doing things takes courage. But it is the company that take the risk to turn new ideas into solution that will lead us in, in the future. And I'm in some way actually energized by ability of my company implement new ideas, tested every single element that is potential obstacle and energy that they created in some way and way how they energize people actually help us to reach what we reach during this period. In a nutshell, it is a company that has a leadership that is committed and doesn't have and fearless to take the risk to turn a new idea into solution is what is going, what is, and it's going to be extremely important uh, for our industry. So we're coming to a close. So I wanted to ask, are there any other observations you had during the pandemic in the industry that you want to share with our audience? Yes, I think that during this period, we learn a few things. We learn about resilience of the people. We learn about collegiality. We learn about inner energy that we help and uh, that we have and that help us motivate to go forward. Because if you talk with people that were engaged during this period, in some instances, and I'm not exaggerating, 24-7, they knew that they are doing something important for humanity, that they are 
trying uh, and doing work uh, to eliminate or to help with COVID. And what was absolutely obvious is that people did this with heart. And a situation like this helped me to understand and make me very proud, if you want, that majority of people that are associated with this industry and outside of in industry actually are aiming uh, to higher goals. And that we have a lot of people that are fully dedicated and committed to help make this world a better place. Thank you, Bavka, for taking the time to speak with us about what drug development during COVID taught us about focus, innovation, and leadership. For our listeners, you can learn more about the work Dr. Ginobili and Paracel Biotech are doing at www.paracel.com. And you can learn more about the Chief Medical Officer Summit 360 by visiting www.theconferenceforum.org. Thank you, everyone.